Hello, and welcome to Since You Asked. With your hosts, Nancy Reichman and Kyle McKee. All right, everyone, welcome to another episode of Since You Asked. I'm Kyle. I'm Nancy. Made it to episode three, hopefully. Theoretically, we haven't lost you already. Uh, so today, uh, Nancy, why don't you run us through what we're going to talk about today? So basically, what we're going to run through is just some challenges that we've recently run into, or at least like for myself in the past couple months, whether that be through trying to navigate by managing like having university, prepping for a meet, managing clients, and then making sure that I get my meals in, making sure training is a part of the equation, all those things, and kind of running over like time management, what to do when excuses arise, and how to just um, manage a busy schedule. And then also tapping into just what I've experienced with clients in the past couple months and what the plan is moving forwards. Hell yeah. Yeah, one of my least favorite things that I hear from coaches is like, there are no excuses. There are no excuses not to train four times a week and no excuses to not eat super clean. And it's just like, there are infinite excuses. There are tons of excuses. And so many of them are so valid. And it's like, I work at a gym I, multi, like four or five days a week. I'm in a gym already. And I sometimes don't know when I'm going to train. And I, I just texted my coach, my nutrition coach today, which I was telling you beforehand, where it's like, I don't, I don't know when I'm going to eat the meals that you have planned for me. Like, I don't know how I'm going to get them all in. So yeah, I think this will be an interesting kind of way to navigate. That's like, there are tons of these excuses. And like, if you know, you, the listener, you, our client is like, I, I have excuses. I'm not sure what to do. It's like, we're with you on this. So. Yeah. And hopefully like you guys can take away something of how we kind of manage when life gets a little bit all over the place. And also something I keep running into with clients is that it's summertime. A lot of them are going camping. I have, there's festivals going on. So a lot of them are going to festivals where there's going to be food, there's going to be drinking. So, and then just kind of learning when to put certain things on the back burner and then actually enjoy life, but also make sure that your goals are still in play. So we're kind of going to go like in a few different directions, but the key takeaway is hopefully that you understand that we are also very much human and we may seem like we got our shit together, but I'm here to humble you that we definitely do not. (laughs) And we kind of just run through the trenches when the time comes and learn how to navigate and just manage things, but understanding what's valuable in that time and what is a priority when things come up. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, It's kind of like go a little bit deeper. Like for an example, I'm prepping for a powerlifting meet in seven weeks, but tonight I'm going to a comedy show and then tomorrow I'm going to Buffalo. I'm going to eat crumble cookie and I also have dinner reservations and this is actually going to fill up my cup and make me feel a thousand times better, well-charged. And then when Sunday comes along, then I'm going to be very excited to get back onto my regular programming, hit the gym, hit my macros, and follow along with what I need to do in order to compete in seven weeks successfully. (laughs) But then, like, yeah, understanding that sometimes it's probably better to enjoy life in that moment and then get back on your things when needed. Yep. Yeah, because you've been you've had a lot of stuff on your plate recently. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, I feel like life kind of just throws things at you when you least expect it. And they're like, hey, navigate through this or you're going to just not move forwards. 
But yeah, and recently just finished university, had a falling out with a really close friend of mine. So that has been something interesting to also get through. And then also going through like a big transition with the clients that I want to work with too, because that has been something that I'm reflecting on deeply. In the past, I've been like a yes man to everyone. Like, oh, you want to work with me? Yes, sure. So that's also something that I've been working through. And then, of course, the powerlifting me, and then summer, and also trying to manage and enjoy life because I'm also 23 years old. So it's kind of hard to find like the balance of either working myself thin or going out with the girlies and having some drinks and dancing on the dance floor. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, that's where I think it's interesting. Like you had talked about summer at one point where it's like, this is a season of the year where it's like people are gone a lot. And like I, I had recently, I had like a whole week where I had multiple clients like in Europe and camping. And I basically just took the week off because I was like, all right, well, you know, my entire roster is out. So I guess we're just going to find something else to do like for me that week, which was really nice. And so I think it's like kind of leaning into where you're at, whether it's like in your personal life where it's like, this is a really busy time for me. Or it's like, hey, this is the time of year where I'm going to go out and, mm -hmm. you know, do whatever you do. And it's like kind of adjusting your goals and your schedule around like are actually able to accomplish versus what you like theoretically wish to accomplish. Mm -hmm. And so I think being honest with with just yourself about where things are, I think is really helpful. Yeah. An example of someone that could take away something from this since my life is pretty busy and like also hearing from clients and stuff. I had a call with a client yesterday and she told me that she's going to Boots and Hearts next weekend. So Boots and Hearts is like a four day bender. It's all country music. It's out like in Barrie. It's like three hours away roughly, I think. So it's like actually in the middle of nowhere because I feel like you live sort of in the middle of nowhere now. Yeah. It's like past Toronto, like up. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and she has a big weight loss goal. And we're mm -hmm. kind of like discussing how to navigate this. And I said to her, just track what you're eating all the way till Wednesday, send it to me and then enjoy your weekend. Like, I don't want to hear from you till, till you're back home, but I want you to make sure that you're checking off every single box leading up to Wednesday. But then once you go to your festival on Thursday, enjoy yourself. And then I also gave her the advice of like choosing alcoholic drinks that aren't high in sugar. I feel like that's a big takeaway, not to promote drinking, but if you are, mm -hmm. there's so many options where you can get like the no sugar, low calorie drinks. Uh, but yeah, so she's like managing the lifestyle, healthy lifestyle, being mindful about it. But I also gave her the green light to just enjoy her weekend type of thing. Because then when she comes back, she's going to be so happy and like so full from the weekend that she's going to be probably motivated and more excited to go start on Monday compared to like me as a coach being like, no, Vanessa, you can't drink. I don't want you to eat like shit. I want you to still follow your macros. And then she's going to come around on Monday and be like, this is boring. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had a horrible time. My friends all had fun. This sucks. Fitness is horrible. My coach. Yeah. Listen to me like this is all this is all trash. Yeah. Also, like the long term benefits of it, too, is like it's not the be all end all making sure that we follow our macros all the time and like hit our calories. And we're constantly on that, that linear going. Where was I going with that? Uh. Well, I was also thinking that there's this, like, just talk about like nonlinear progression where it's like so much of the stuff that I have done in life that I think is like so cool is the stuff that you do randomly, like totally torches your entire schedule. And it's like, like I'm, I'm going tuna fishing this weekend out in the ocean and it's like boat leaves at like five 30 in the morning. 
And so we're like leaving tonight to get down to the spot early to like have a horrible night's sleep to then be on a boat all day with like, you know, not the amount of food that I would normally drink or eat, yeah. not the like liquids that I would normally drink. My sleep schedule is all totally torched. And it's like, this is super fun for me though. Like this is, I think where life is actually lived is like in these like margins where you, you find things that you actually care about doing, whether it's like country festival, a comedy show, whatever. And it's like, those are things that are incredible and like mm-hmm. do more of those things. And then it's like work with a fitness professional or with like friends or training partners or whatever that can help you build a fitness plan around the life that you want to live. Mm-hmm. And from like a seasonality aspect, it's like when I, when I did my meet months ago, when we were like recording our first episode is it was like my whole life revolved around that first meet where it was like, all right, like I'm not doing a bunch of other stuff. All I'm focused on is this. Cause I have a really like a firm goal and a firm deadline. And that's, we're going to in the short term, like really hone in here. And mm-hmm. then in the long term, it's like, cool. Now I can still train really hard and I can still eat like on plan and I can still get tons of sleep. And then there are random days where I'm off doing something, you know, totally off the map. Yeah, but then- as long as, Go ahead. Oh, no, keep going. I don't want to lose your train of thought. Keep going. No, no, I'm basically stalling for time at this point. But I was going to say, it's like, that is one thing that I talk about with my clients all the time. And like, that's, that's been on my, on my bio for a long time. Rain City Fit is like, this is personal training that fits your lifestyle. Mm -hmm. And so, and then that's one thing that we talk about as far as like goal setting for clients is like, Hey, what do you want to achieve? Kind of what's the timeline you're looking for? And like, what kind of life do you want to have in the meantime? And a lot of times what that means is that your progress is going to be a little bit slower because I'm not yeah. going to push you four or three times a week in person training. I'm going to say probably twice a week is for your goals and like for the life, the other things you want to do with your life, with your money and your time, twice a week is good enough. Twice a week will get you where you want to get to, gives you opportunity to train on your own, uh, gives you time to, to learn what it feels like to be in the gym by yourself and then bring that back into our training sessions and we can kind of discuss from there. That does move you more slowly. Mm-hmm. It does versus coming in three or four times a week. Or having a guided plan, doing some sort of online yeah. coaching, really, really regimented. But at the same time, people have other things they want to spend their money on. That's not me. I couldn't imagine why. They have fun things to do with their lives, with their time. I want to hang out with their friends. I have a client who's like, she normally comes in Monday, Wednesday, and she's taking Monday off because it's her birthday. And it's like, great, perfect. Yeah, that's going to slow down your goal timing a little bit, but like, whatever, who cares? Yeah. So I think I think being flexible in that and and understanding like the give and take is. And I think if you spend too much time online with people, like listening to people who just love fitness and only do fitness all the time, it's like, no, there's fitness is the only thing you should care about. It's like, no, it's just so much more to life, I think, than that. Yeah. Uh, But I don't think that's, I don't want to say like the narrative, but I don't think that's what's talked about most often where it's like, it's not super efficient necessarily, but you can be really consistent in the gym, be really consistent with the food you want to eat. Be working towards a really specific goal, but also go do really cool stuff with your life. And then kind of like At you had said, time. right. I think the approach that you took with your client is like, I've heard that from a couple of people now when regarding nutrition. And like, that makes me so happy to hear where it's like, Hey, just go have fun. It's like, these are the decisions you probably should make that yeah. will like, you'll still have an excellent time, but you won't be completely, totally like undo a bunch of progress by the time you come back. Uh, I've taken the minimum effective dose with clients sometimes because like I had a client one time and he was like really struggling to like lose weight and like have the energy that he wanted to have when he was working out and like his strength goals weren't moving very far either and we're asking like oh like what'd you guys do this weekend and he's like oh well you know we went out we had dinner and then like we each got a bottle of wine and like we each got a dessert from the dessert place and I was like okay 
I was like, so that's going to be a pretty limiting <laughs> in helping us get to where you stated that you want to go. And so I was kind of like, hey, is like half a bottle of wine and sharing a dessert? Like, is that the same yeah. amount of fun for you or or kind of what? And he was like, no, I have to have the whole bottle of wine to have fun. And I was like, OK, well, this is going to be really hard for you then. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's like finding and that's a really unique case. But I've only heard that's the only time I've ever heard that, which is why it's the story I always remember. That's but so it's like finding where that minimum effective dose is. And it's like, I mean, and I love fried food. Like I would eat chicken tenders and uh, like tater tots and like uh, fish and chips and stuff. Oh my God, I go crazy for that stuff. But it's like, that's super unhelpful for yeah. me getting to like the body comp and the strength goals that I want. And so it's like, okay, well, instead of getting it all the time, like every time I go out anywhere, it's like, well, how do you choose a specific moment where like the enjoyment of that food is way higher Mm-hmm. versus being like, ah, oh, if I get the grilled chicken instead of the fried chicken, I'm going to get all of these benefits. And really, it tastes almost the same. Is it really, I'm really going to be like sad to have made this other food choice? It's like, no, I'm just not used to making that choice. And then once you start making slightly different, like small decisions where it's like, well, I'm not like, I'm not staying home. I'm not not going out to eat. But when I do go out to eat, I make a slightly different decision. Yeah. And how that stacks. So even when life is busy or life is crazy, it's like, okay. And like we, we were talking about this beforehand where it's like, I have a very busy day today. And so it's like, okay, well, how do I have my training session today be as effective as possible? And it's like, you know, do I decrease my rest times a little bit? And then I know that I'm gonna have to decrease the weight a little bit. And that's probably okay. Do I like cut the last exercise and just shrug my shoulders and go, well, it's a one-off. That's how it goes. You know, mm-hmm. kind of like what, you know, how do you play with the variables a little bit? Yeah. To get the most out. That kind of like makes me think about last weekend. And um, when you are following something, let's say 80% of the time, that 20% feels a lot less like guilty. Like for an example, I give myself usually Saturdays to just enjoy myself. And last weekend, I went out to like a friend's house and I had like pizza. I drank a little bit of alcohol. Kid you not, the Monday I lost weight. Because I was so on point throughout the week that like my average caloric intake already for like the week is like lower than usual. So having that one surplus day actually helps my body and gave me, I guess I lost a little bit of weight from it, which is crazy. But I feel like there's such a big misconception when it comes to the fitness world. And I actually, when I first started, I was really into that that expectation that I am a fitness person and I will not step out of that box. I don't drink. I don't go to bed late. I don't party. And like, not going to lie, I kind of wasn't, wasn't as happy as I am now. Wouldn't go out to eat. That was a trigger for me because I just wouldn't want to because I was worried about calories, but I could, I'm not going to remember the meal I missed. I'm going to remember if I went out and enjoyed myself with my friends, but But it all comes down to, like, I can't eat, like, an asshole four days of the week. Like, I can't. Then, obviously, that's going to hinder my results. But if you are strict throughout the week, like, 80 to 20%, then you are going to definitely still see those results. And for example, this morning. So, today's technically my rest day. And I usually take rest days and, like, I will just only walk outside. But I'm going out for dinner tonight. And I know my mom and I are going to have some drinks before the comedy show. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go to the gym and do the elliptical and go to the sauna just so I like detox my body a little bit and I prepare for like what I'm going to eat tonight. And another thing that I do if I know that I'm going out to eat is that I decrease my carbohydrates throughout the day because I know whenever we go out to eat, they are going to be higher in carbohydrates. So that's the, 
So kind of just like monitoring and controlling the things that you can control and knowing what you are going to do so you feel less like shit about it and then you still get gains at the same time. Totally. Well, and it's it's interesting to hear like how you talk about like the forethought where it's like, oh, I can make this small change here. Like I can pull on this little lever here. It goes, oh, if I hop on the elliptical or, you know, I hop in the sauna for a few minutes. It's like that's, that's not like it's definitely an intentional decision to go. But it's not like a huge chunk of your day. And if that lets you like continue the progress trend and still get to go do something really fun it's like that seems like a really fun trade-off like if you have the Mm -hmm. time for it or if you want to create the time for it yeah so i think that those little things are super helpful so yeah that's great to call out like that's like the hashtag life of balance (laughs) Mm -hmm. right and yeah i think (laughs) yeah it's just like how do you make the larger lifestyle decisions because again it's like hopping on the elliptical is really good it's like hopping on the bike. That's the bike is my preferred like cardio vessel. And it's oh, like, yeah, like how do you, how do you find, yeah, it makes my, it makes my hips feel so much better. I don't exactly know why. The bike like, hurts there was my knees. Day. Oh, it makes my knees feel better. I have no idea why. Yeah. Oh. The other thing, I think this is probably a Kyle Baxter thing, but the like assault fan bikes, mm-hmm. like when you get your shoulders involved too, like there's sometimes where I just like, will like bike with my shoulders or my hands or whatever, my arms, that's what they're called. I'm like warming up for like a bench day or a squat and I feel really stuck. So yeah, bike. I love bike. But it's just like finding a way to make small decisions if you want to have more consistent progress, I guess. And another big thing is like mapping out your gym schedule on the days that you know that you are going to go out too. Like for tomorrow, I'm going to hit the gym after I eat that crumble cookie because I know I can use those carbohydrates as energy asap probably gonna get a nice bump at the same time too but right <laughs> then that's also it's utilizing those carbohydrates instead of just like sitting on my bump for the rest of the day and if i do go out then we're gonna walk after as well type of thing but yeah like this is just a go to say you can accomplish your goals while still enjoying life and I, this kind of took like a hard left, but I feel like it's a key concept to talk about because when I first stepped into the world, I really thought this was, this is, I'm saying goodbye to all of these things when, I mean, maybe in the beginning though, you do have to make certain sacrifices because you are developing the discipline because now for us, we can like be an asshole for a night, but then there's no way we're skipping the, the gym on the day that we need to go compared to like. Becky, who just started her fitness journey, she's probably way better at convincing herself to not go to the gym. And she's going to be like, or we've got time limit. She, <laughs> she's going to be more like easy to convince herself out of it and just chill for the weekend or pull the it's Sunday card compared to us. Mm-hmm. So kind of like well, everything with a grain of salt, I guess. Totally. Well, and that's where I was going to say like one thing. I don't want anyone who listens to this ever to be like, oh, this is what Kyle and Nancy do. This is what I'm going to do. It's like, no, that's stupid. Like, cause we both make, we both make decisions now based on this long time horizon of us having mm-hmm. trained and having kind of been playing with the variables of our, of our training, our nutrition, our rest. And so it's like, what you said is perfect for you. It's like, great. That's mm-hmm. exactly what you should do. I might do something totally different. And it's like, people who listen should also probably do something slightly different. So it's like the, the the overall thought process probably of things we talk about is like, oh, that's an interesting concept of like, oh, I didn't realize you could use cookies to get a sick pump. I should try that sometime. It's like, you should, because like the cookie <laughs> pump is real. It is. Um, <laughs> but this is also at the same time, like it's neither medical advice nor like encouragement to eat cookies before the gym. 
Because I've heard stories about power lifters like clearing sleeves of Oreos before a squat workout, which is like not something I ever recommend. Uh, yeah. Or do myself because like that just feels like insane no behavior. I know. Uh, but I'm trying to be the fit power lifter. Yeah. No. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't. I don't need. I don't need my singlet sticking out in front of my knees. Um, Literally. So, so I think, I think, I think like a lot of the concepts we're talking about. And this is where I think eventually, probably in the next episode or two, we're going to talk about like, hey, when do I hire a coach? How do I hire a coach? What point do I start making decisions around like getting help making decisions? Mm-hmm. Uh, because like the the thing I think that's most valuable is not necessarily the decision. Like as I've talked to clients and I've worked with people for years now is it's like it's not the specific decision we get to but it's how we get there like that's the thing i always hope people walk away with and like i just had a client who's like hey i don't plan on quitting anytime soon but he's like i would love to learn how you make decisions around building a workout plan for me and it's like great that's the best question i like almost gave him a hug because i was like this is the best question you could have asked me out of Mm -hmm. all the questions you've asked me in the last six months this was the best one yeah because like the more you understand or the more i've understood like the like levers I can pull behind the decisions I'm making has helped me make way more effective decisions versus just kind of bumbling around and going, Oh, what bodybuilding.com article did I read in college? Oh, I should just do that now. And so well, that person made this decision on purpose. And like, I mean, you're probably on, you know, barbend or TikTok or something else, but it's like, uh, the person who's making this decision, why did they make that decision? And I think if that's the question that gets asked more often, so it's like, okay, cool. And like, you did a great job of explaining like why you made the decisions you made. And I think like mm-hmm. that, like thought process is so cool to hear. Mm-hmm. And again, I think if, if, if I can instill one thing in my clients and people I work with, it's like this, how to make decisions versus mm-hmm. just doing whatever the most jacked person said to do. Cause they didn't, yeah. it, might, it might be great advice. It could be totally sick, but it also could be totally personalized to their schedule and their goals and their training history. Yeah. And it also like making the, the change for the right reasons, like before you step into this world is to kind of do some internal work and be like, okay, why though? Actually, I had someone reach out yesterday. She's like, Hey Nancy, I need your help. I'm like, okay, here we go. I said, what's up? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she says, my brother gets married next year in June and I need to lose 70 pounds. My, I, I need a phone call to get a little bit deeper into this. But my question was like, okay, do, what are you looking for? Is it, do you feel like you need help in the nutrition or programming area? She hasn't gotten back to me now after I said that. But also when I heard that, I'm like, why 70 pounds? I just signed another, I just signed a client last week. She's like, I'm 180 pounds, Nancy, but I want to be 165. I'm like, okay, but mm-hmm. why? What if mm-hmm. I made you lose five pounds, but then your whole body composition changed? And I, I actually told her, like that other client, I said, put your scale away and I don't want you to touch it for four weeks. Because I think that's like the biggest thing, especially when you first start, is don't fucking touch that scale. So many times I've had girls like touch the scale when they're not supposed to. And like, Nancy, I only lost two pounds and it's been three weeks. I'm like, relax, relax. <laughs> Calm down. But yeah, like when she said 70 pounds, I think the deeper question is like, how do you feel? What's mm-hmm. do you feel energized? Do you want that it to improve? I think those are the bigger variables is like, do you get tired when you go upstairs? Do you like do you need to walk less because you get fatigued easily? Like how's your energy in the mornings? What's your diet like? 
But yeah, that's kind of like went into a little bit of a different direction. But like understanding that before you step foot into this is making sure that you have the right intentions beforehand. Because I was also dead set on a certain number when I first started. I was like 150 pounds and I was like, I need to be under 130 pounds. I just needed to be that. And I lost the 20 pounds. I remember I was 128 one morning. I was eating like 1400 calories and I worked out three times a day. And then I was like, okay, what, what do I do? Cause I still hate my body. Mm. Like I still didn't like it. Uh, but then, yeah, I was like, I don't know what direction to go into. And then I went into the direction of actually gaining 10 pounds and getting really fucking jacked. So, mm. <laughs> but yeah, totally. <laughs> I just feel like, yeah, it's very important to know exactly why you're stepping foot into this. So it's sustainable. And that goal is definitely still achievable and also 70 pounds in 10 months do you think i'm a wizard (laughs) yeah that's that's a that's a big ask yeah Yeah, unless if you want to like lose a leg or something like that's gonna be a lot yeah i need a phone call asap and be like this is the realistic approach and i like you need to change your whole entire life and Mm -hmm. that's it actually to bring up a little bit because i did speak about how i wanted to touch base about business and the clients i'm now choosing I've been reflecting on the clients that I thrive with and the clients that I kind of we I feel like that little bit of a disconnect detach and it's more of the clients that are so driven on that that weight loss or um yeah mostly just the big weight loss goal clients because I mm-hmm. feel like we have a disconnect of understanding each other's values in that area where like my one client Brooke girl just wants to lift heavy and she wants to eat yeah, right fuck so yeah. I yeah, I just give her the macro. She follows it 80-20 usually. Like we had a call last week. She's like, yeah, I, I ate at my brother's birthday party and my weight went up like by one pound. Like, okay, go team. We're doing, we're thriving. Yep, let's go. But yeah, like for that one client who wants to lose 70 pounds, I need to have a deep consultation call and see if we are right fit for each other. Because like I was saying, I've been the yes man for way too long that it tends to drain my passion. And I think that's why that happened a couple months ago because I was just saying yes to every little bit of money because I was hurting for money. That's another thing Mm -hmm. that we can get into is like (laughs) when you're going in for the wrong reasons, then you attract just you just start to say yes to everyone because you're like, oh money but that's also not the right way to do something as a coach but yeah so like two months ago just saying yes to everyone and then now fast forward to now I need to be selective and make sure that we will actually work together and it'd be even better if I was like hey actually I know someone who's lost 70 pounds and I think that they could help you better than me totally well and I think that's a great like look into the like here's how I'm going to make a decision like that process because it's, it's easy to just be like, well, I'm going to just, I'm going to follow every piece of fitness advice. I'm going to follow every piece of like every client that comes through. I'll just do all of it, whatever. That's fine. But it's like taking a time, taking the time to like sit back and be like, okay, what do I actually want? Like, what do I actually care about? And I think that like your point with the intake of just like, we just need to like sit down and talk about what do you actually want? Like, why is it 70 pounds? What if we, is it, is it, a, what if we gain some muscle instead? What if we like, yeah, be worried about the pictures? Like, I think that's a really powerful thing. So from a client perspective, I think that what you just talked about is like so important. So this is something that's big in the Kodiak barbell intake process. And so that's something that I've learned over the past couple of years working with them 
is like finding the actual why behind why you want to train because like the thought process behind that is if we can find the real why if we can find the actual thing that's really truly driving you when training gets tough when you get kind of tired we can go back to that thing like hey this is what we said we cared about do we still care about this Mm -hmm. and how do we make some changes to keep this thing the main thing because when someone reaches out to me goes hey kyle i want to do powerlifting it's like cool why do you want to do powerlifting like well i want to be strong it's like most times that's where the conversation ends it's like i want to be strong. okay cool done let's get you strong but when you can ask the question or when i ask the question of like well why do you want to be strong like that's where this gets really interesting because it's like well do you want to be strong because you have uh, you know your friend is stronger than you and you want to be stronger than them to like prove something or get girls you are yeah yeah do you want to just like yeah right <laughs> i was gonna say something totally it definitely like, it definitely like, gets me on the internet forever yeah. <laughs> it works well there you go it's perfect is he strong every- okay i'm in <laughs> dude 60 percent of the time it works every time oh yeah so- it does <laughs> and so i think uh i think asking that question makes a ton of difference because getting strong is a giant pain in the ass like it is because you have to learn the skill of barbell moving and like the way that I describe moving a barbell sometimes is like stepping into an F1 car and most people are ready for like a go-kart when they walk into the gym and it's like okay we have to graduate from like go-kart you know box car to you know NASCAR to rally car to F1 car and so it's like sometimes that takes a while and like we are getting strong I promise we're going to but like this is the process we're going to take. If you've never worked out before, sometimes that takes a little while to even get to the barbell. Mm-hmm. And sometimes people get lost along the way. And I, cause I had a client who had essentially zero mobility in upper and lower body to the point where it was like, couldn't have held the barbell. It couldn't have, have grabbed the barbell like behind their back. And like everybody be like, when are we doing this? When are we doing this? I'm like, we can't, we physically can't yet. Like we physically can't hold on to it yet. We're going to get there. I promise. Like we're on the, we're on the path. We've made tons of progress. So in that moment, I was not able to point back to like, this is why you said you wanted to be strong. It's like, this is the process of getting there. Like, let's hold on to this yeah. long-term goal you have and get there. I didn't have that. So they quit because I was like, well, he's not teaching me how to barbell stuff. And it's like, okay, well, you're going to tear your shoulder if I throw you into a barbell. So like, I don't know what to do. Um, so I think that being able to connect back to that, kind of like you said, creates a, a much higher level like coach client experience. Mm-hmm. And then when I have had clients who are like, kind of on the verge of quitting they're like this just isn't working like i don't know what to do i'm so stressed out like this just doesn't feel right it's like cool like well let's go back to the thing you said about why you actually want to do this like that sort of felt not like a felt need necessarily but like this this true like heart goal mm-hmm. and like can we reconnect with that is that going to keep you powerlifting or if you decided that's changed so i think that that's that's like a fascinating question to ask and what i think is interesting sometimes and this like I'm going to pull into a future conversation that we haven't had yet is like if clients can't answer that question, I probably am not going to be the right coach for them. Yeah. And personal training and coaching. Too. Right. And personal training and coaching might not be ready the right thing for you just yet. And that's OK. Like not everybody who like calls a personal trainer 
or a strength coach or a nutrition coach is like ready to start coaching that day. And that was one thing that I had to learn going from like working at a big box gym to being an independent trainer is like at the big box gym, it's like you get a list of leads that all sign up for memberships and you just like are calling them like crazy. Be like, hey, do you want your free training session? Hey, do you want your free training session? And then as soon as they say yes, you're like, hey, do you want personal training? Hey, you should buy personal training. And it's like maybe, maybe, maybe just signing up for the gym was a big deal for them. Yeah. And they just need to own the gym membership for six months. And then they can go a couple of times over the next year. And then maybe then they'll want personal training. But instead, since I've just molested them over the phone a bunch of times, they're like, fuck this personal training bullshit. Never talking to one of those dirtbags. Actually, yeah. the gym's not for it's me. It's so unauthentic mind. too. have big box oh gyms. It's like. It's horrible. Yeah. Lesson number one, maybe. Well, I mean, if it's going to get you to work out, go to a big box gym, but. Maybe don't <laughs> because yeah, support, those are weekender personal trainers. So oh my God. do some yeah, deep research local. on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Right. Oh my God. Yeah. Because support, support your local small gym. Support the local people that only have this as their income and they work from the internet because they, <laughs> they work a thousand times harder. I betcha. They wake up at seven to do the damn thing every day. <laughs> right. Six or 7 a.m. i never actually got stuck in that uh, the big box gym realm i almost did i was working at crunch like fitness Mm -hmm. as the front desk girl and i was slowly going to become one of those trainers but i thankfully was like i have a gym in my basement and i can make Mm -hmm. my own dollars so and have my own personal clients that i trust enough to come into my home (laughs) totally yeah yeah what's funny i i feel like two separate ways about it where it's like like, again, like you said, if it's the only gym in your area and it's like if all you have is a Planet Fitness or something go and it's it. go to Planet Fitness or go to nowhere, it's like, well, definitely go to Planet Fitness. Like, it's 10 bucks a month. How are you going to beat that? Like, that's insane. Yeah. And make sure that they're but, bigger than you, too. Well, <laughs> yeah, make sure your, your coach has <laughs> actually, like, hit the goals that you want to hit. <laughs> that's the one advice from Killian Hamilton that I've taken home for the rest of my life. He's like, why are you working with someone with smaller biceps than you? <laughs> True. Yeah. True. <laughs> he said this before. So, but keep going. So. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. I mean, to the point, I know we're jumping around a lot, but that's okay. Welcome to welcome to Since You Asked. The point we're, made we will get more regulated. Maybe. I don't know. This is just how my brain operates all the time. And all my clients know this. So this is this is just me. So this we'll see. This as real changes. as it gets. <laughs> this is unfiltered. The point you made earlier, which I didn't want to slide over. Is like I've never lost seventy pounds in ten in ten months, so I That's might not be one. the right trainer for you. I, yeah. Kyle, I don't take weight loss clients, primarily weight loss clients, because I have been a skinny dude my whole life. I I struggle to gain weight like a motherfucker. If I want to lose weight, I just skip breakfast, which I end up skipping most days anyways, which is why I've hired a nutrition coach to tell me when to eat, and then I start losing weight. So it's like Kyle. I'm a horrible coach for weight That's loss because I just I don't know. <laughs> Okay, now so, we don't like him anymore. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> I said I had to set the record straight. I had to set the record straight. You so just I think to it's skip like, breakfast. Yeah, right. No, it's horrible. But no, it's, but if you, very true. If you're a hard gainer, come work with me, because I know the struggles of like finding ways to like boost your hunger, or, like your hunger response, like finding mm-hmm. ways to get meals and finding ways to get nutrient dense foods, finding ways to train, like finding ways to to adapt your life around getting more more and better food in that's tons of experience that i have so let's do that so i think 
I, I just think that's such a great point where it's like finding, finding a coach, not only who you like trust, which that's the most important thing, but also mm-hmm. who's like actually done, done it. the thing that you want to do, or yeah. I'll give this or caveat. Cause I think this is fine too. Or it has helped a ton of people do the exact same thing that you want. Because if basically what I want to be able to show people as a coach is like, here is the roadmap. Here's where you are. And here's where you want to get to. And then this is my track record of helping myself and other people achieve that goal. Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's it's easiest and most authentic to be like, hey, I'm just like a gangly newborn deer. Um, and I have videos of me as a lifting a barbell for the first time. Like my very first time. Okay. I was deadlifting at Boss Barbell Club for the first time. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't actually holding on to the barbell. I just had my hands like cupped around it. I didn't even have my thumbs okay. over. That's good. And so like that was, yeah, I had no idea what was happening. And I remember <laughs> there was a guy there. I, his name was Sean. And I was like, he was kind of just like walking by. Great dude. Looks over and he goes, have you thought about holding on to that? <laughs> I was like, oh, sure. So Sounds about right. that's So that's where I started. So if that's where you're starting, we're in good company. Mm-hmm. But so I think it's like, it's like that same element of just like finding someone who can authentically help you and has authentically helped other people. Yeah, I agree with that. And yeah, to circle back to like what I was saying about when I reflect on the clients that I work really well with are the clients that are literally me three years ago. Like I can help you get to where I am because I've done that. And when you said to look at like their, I guess their progress as a coach and see the clients that they've worked with. I've never gotten a client to lose 70 pounds, but I've gotten Brooke to gain 20 pounds and now she lifts over 200 pounds and like mm-hmm. her dead and her back squat. But yeah, I think that was really important. And then, yeah, so when you're shopping around, I guess like to say, to find a coach that definitely aligns exactly with what you're looking for. And dive right. deep into why you want to do it because your why and then put that shit everywhere. Put I, when I first started, I put it on my phone background. I had post-it notes. I had like, I printed out papers of my goals and like I sat at my desk. I put them on my wall. I put like post-it notes on my mirror. Like it was everywhere in front of my face being like, this is why you're doing this right now. Yeah. Totally. Well, and so like, actually wrap this up to the thing we talked about at the very beginning. Mm-hmm. And it's like this, I think, is one of the most key things that people can do when they're at least getting started or like ready to make, uh, I'll say like a higher commitment to the gym or to a specific goal. Like, oh, I've been exercising and now I have a specific goal I want to go after. Is like this, this concept of understanding your why, of understanding why you actually want to achieve the goal that you have set out is so important because there are tons of excuses. Life is absolutely fucking crazy. There's shit that happens left and right. And so knowing that there are tons of excuses, knowing that there are more reasons for you not to go to the gym or like not to eat on plan than there are to actually eat on plan and go to the gym, like having that, that actual reason and then having the right kind of support system, whether that's training partner, you know, significant mm-hmm. other friend, coach, yeah, whatever to like help you overcome similar excuses to what they've overcome. I think that's the, I don't, number one might be strong, but like definitely top five, top three, like metrics for success with people. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, this, this episode took kind of like 300 different directions, but welcome. <laughs> Usually what's going to happen. But I think, yeah, we definitely hit a lot of key points, especially for the new beginners. And that's more or less like our target audience anyways. So when you come on here, I hope you can take like something home and 
just kind of reflect on certain things that you're striving for, your goals, what kind of, if you want to work with a coach, kind of take away what we've mentioned in our own experience and us being coaches when you put yourself out there and invest your hard-earned money into someone. But yeah, good. Fuck yeah. Hell yeah. All right. As questions arise, as there are topics that you want to hear more about, let us know on social mm-hmm. media or other yeah, ways media. you can get a hold of us if, you have, email and if you have the means. Yeah, yeah, we got all the goods. Because again, like the point of this is to be not just like, hey, what do you want to talk about, Nancy? Oh, Kyle, hey, we should talk about this. What do you want to talk about? It's like, what do actual people actually need? And so things we've talked about so far have tended to be things from directly from our clients. But mm-hmm. as new listeners, if Long you have experience. things that you just want to dive into, totally. So hopefully this is really, like Nancy said, this is a really tangible Tangible conversations with tangible takeaways, Mm -hmm. uh, tangible conversations. So, Nancy, where can people find us on the internet? You can find me on Instagram, Nancy Reichman, R-Y-C-K-M-A-N. We also have our Instagram for the podcast that is up and coming. Stay tuned for that once we get it going. And then you can find me on TikTok, Nancy Reichman, if you just want to see me be a girl and have fun on an app. (laughs) But professionalism, find me on Instagram. (laughs) Yep. I'm on Instagram, underscore Kyle McKee. I'll be on TikTok the same time that our podcast is on other social medias, maybe. That's the new deadline I'm setting for myself. Potentially. Uh, yeah, that's. I'm just going to keep saying it out loud until it happens, until it's real. Because like people keep harassing me about it. Like, oh, Kyle, when are you going to do TikTok? Like the thing that everybody's doing. I'm like, I don't know. At some point in the future, maybe. So anyways, that's where you can find us. You can also email me at kyle at capitalstrength.com if you have any more specific questions. Until next time Uh, i guess i guess we'll talk to you next time until then oh yeah separately i don't know why we didn't do this before oh yeah because we don't even record it eh no yeah i said a (laughs) A. are you canadian I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) Amazing. Um, Okay.